What's your price to be the sole focus of Harvard's new lecture course, a study of armpits and earlobes, or to participate in a real-life Super Smash Brothers match, or to always have your seatbelt jammed three times before it will work whenever you get into a car? Let's find out. Let's find out, but you don't have to shout. It's time to play Human Values, your weekly stop for logical debates about illogical questions. Here to give each hypothetical the dialectical, put the O in comedy game show, and say hi to Lindsay when you're feeling a little whimsy. We're your hosts. Oh, Lindsay Hicks. And Aaron Rubin Corny. Also joining us today is a very special guest, comedian, host, actor, and producer, Brandon Brody. Ooh, let's jiggle this puff. Today we have comedian, host, actor, producer, and probably part of my Instagram feed more than is healthy at times, Brandon Brody. What's up? Hey, 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 hey. How you guys doing? How you guys doing? Hey, probably too much on your Instagram. You got to turn those notifications off, I guess, then. Leave them on. I don't care about <laughs> anything else other than addressing how the hell you wear such a crisp white shirt that is a bold decision in life. Yeah, man. I think that it's just the shading right now, but I think the bottom half is probably way more wrinkled. So this top half is doing the, the whole shirt justice. So It's carrying the lower half. Yeah. It's like the heat from the air is like continually ironing the top part of the shirt. It's self-steaming, if I'm Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of- Incredible. That's a life hack, people. That is a life hack. <laughs> self-steamy shirts. Yeah. <laughs> You've been busy, dude. You're touring. You're doing stand-up. You're all over the place. I'm pretty sure you just got done touring with King Batch, right? Yeah, still still part of that. A couple of the dates conflicted. I had some other stuff, some other shows in L.A. that I was doing. I wasn't able to, but we're getting back on. I think we have, goodness, what's, what's the city next? I mean, we, we both don't even know. We, we did Cincinnati, Cleveland, Tacoma, Maryland. San Diego. So it's been, a, it's been a bunch of places. I know he just did Virginia Beach. And I think that the next one is some, somewhere in the East Coast. I got to go check. Yeah. Anywhere in California yet booked is probably melted at this point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. It's, it's 999,000 degrees on the lows today. What is it? like? Yeah, I think that was the low. Yeah. Lows in the 999,000s. I'm exactly. pretty sure that's right. Any fun tour stories? Oh, tour <gasps> stories are great. I mean, I, I used to tour with Donnell Rawlings as well. Ooh, I love Donnell Rawlings. Yeah, some fun experience in the batch tour is just getting started so i mean everything's been pretty pretty smooth this point and we're with uh is a mutual friend of mine dj alizé he's the dj i think that it's just funny just going out with them and just roasting each other we've never seen alizé wear shorts and i think that was a good bit of our banter just making fun of him the fact that he was wearing shorts but you know he he wins at the end of the day because right now my, my legs are like steaming up again my pants are probably ironed right now because of the steam when you're roasting each other on stage and you're getting roasted does it ever kind of hurt your feelings, but you can't show it and you have to just like hide your emotion in that moment and just quit by right on back? Yeah, I don't really get I don't really get upset like getting roasted. I think I get more I get more frustrated if I can't get my jokes in. Like if everyone's over talking one another, that's when I get frustrated. Like if it's not if, if I can't get my clear joke in, then because it's, it's never funny when you have to repeat the joke, you know, oh, or yeah. somebody steps on like that that particular word that's trying to get that roast off. That reminds me, we did do one at one of the shows we ended. We uh, we did a roast, so he had me come back at the end of the show and just roast people that were on the stage. So I was just kind of going down the line, just boom, 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 and they wanted to be roasted, you know. Like I mean, I'm I'm not a mean person, but like you know, when you're just giving me this leisure to just go in. And it was just, I mean, it was, it was hilarious. You know, the way people were just, they were just taking it. They loved it and their friends loved it in the audience. So it was like, oh wow, like this is, 
this is a thing that, you know, should be done more often, honestly. Do any girls ever come up to you after the show and they're like, hey, that was really cool what you did. Will you roast me? Lindsay's, I just want to cut the shit here. Lindsay's trying to ask you, how many women are into roast kink? I'm just yeah. saying there's a lot of little little cute masochists out there who just want to get demolished verbally. Like, are there just some ladies who like grew up watching Don Rickles and they were like, ooh, ooh, I like that. I never, I never really recognize when it's like the ladies that come on. Like, it's normally like the maybe like it's, it's like a girl's birthday and like that's she's so like lit that like she has the I guess the courage to come on stage. But no one's like specifically told me to roast them. They told me to roast their friends, but no, no girl has ever said just just roast me. Well, Brandon, if you're down to play the game, we can dive right into this little pool. Let's do it. The rules are pretty simple. So Lindsay's going to tee up three hypotheticals to you of just. Wonderful questions that would always be keeping us up at night. And then we're going to talk about the least amount of money we'd accept to do the deed. So that's going to be the challenge is not just any money, but the least amount. And we'll probably all flub it along the way. But anyway, if you can lend an ear or maybe a pit, Lindsay, you want to pit it or quit it? Oh, I don't want to quit it. I only want to pit it. (laughs) Guys, what's your price to be the sole focus of Harvard's new lecture course, which is called a study of armpits and earlobes. You'll be committed for one entire year and the lectures will be filmed for Netflix. That's an earlobe and an armpit. What do you guys look for in your love lives? Are you a armpits kind of folk or are you earlobe kind of folk? I'm a lobe man myself. I like a lobe. You're more of a lobe. Well, you never realize how much you appreciate a good pit until you see a bad one. You know, you see a badly... <laughs> A badly just groomed uh, armpit, it kind of, you're like, okay, you know what? I, I, I do like it that way, you know? And I'm not, and I, and I said it la- that way, that's for anybody that may like a little hair on their taco, you know, <laughs> somebody that may not want. <laughs> I've never in my life heard an armpit referred to as a taco, but I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I just thought of it as a, as a place that holds something. You really can't hold a bunch under there. You sure don't love <clears throat> bad pit. Bad pit. Well, I've also seen some earlobes that, should not be on a person's head. Those should be somewhere you can hide. So you're talking like gauges, like with the with the like the huge. I've just seen some like an ear with a little bit of hair, and then the lo- or like an extra long lobe. You never want to see a lobe that long. You just lost so many listeners that have long ear lobes. I've seen some long lobes. I already have losing listeners from earlobes from earlobe conversation. You know, you just see someone listening. They retired their gauges. Their lobes are down to the floor. They're in their 90s. <laughs> well, I feel like when you take a gauge out, they put it back together, right? If it gets big enough, then you have to like have it reconstructed. Is that right? Like it won't just come back together if a gauge was a certain size. Yeah, it's not like it's not like the Wolverine ability. I feel like you have to maybe put some vinegar on it or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Vinegar, vinegar shrinks a lobe. A little Windex. So if we're going to be the focus of this Harvard lecture course... I guess let's start with this. Let's get personal. How do you guys feel about your own armpits and earlobes? If we're going to have a class, a professor lecture about it, use us as the demonstration topics for a whole school year, and it's filmed for Netflix. Like this course curriculum is about your armpit and earlobe. Well, here, can I ask a question? So is the is it more of like a poetic study or is it like a medical study? Oh, good question. If it was like a study of the poetry of earlobes and armpits, and it was just a bunch of like Harvard writers writing poems about my lobes and pits, I think that sounds great. As opposed to them doing close up. Yeah. If it was like medical and like fluorescence and 
poking and all of that and like testing and like that doesn't sound very fun. Lindsay, what are you hiding? I have really long lobes. <laughs> you know, the armpits and the lobes, they, they both wouldn't bother me. I don't care if it's for science or for art. Like I'm 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 gay. The scientific part of it, you know, I'd be interested to find out like what they can find. I know you can find out a lot about a person by, you know, just the smell of your armpits. That's there's like a lot that tells about, you know, what your what your hygiene is, what you're ingesting. I mean, they say certain things just, you know, uh, are a factor in your old and your armpit hy- hygienic odor aromas my earlobes have never been i used to have earrings i don't i don't i've never had a problem never earlobes don't embarrass me you can study my earlobes stretch them out whatever whatever they need to do of course at the price is right and might i say you have a tight lobe i'm i'm looking at i'm looking i'm looking at you yeah it's a tight lobe that's a really good looking lobe tight lobes bro yeah it hasn't been around the block it's it's been it's pretty pretty up in the house and sheltered it had earrings in it in high school you know and i took them out it got like infected. I was probably wearing some cheap earring and it got a little infected. I took it out and I was like, I'll put it back in when it heals. And I just never put it back in. And I think I was uh, more of an adult for that. I did that too with, not with my lobe earrings, but I once got an industrial. Do you know what an industrial where it's like? Yeah, it's where they take the bench press bar from the gym and then they put it into your ear, right? Yeah, I don't know why I did this. It was a terrible idea. And I had it for about two weeks and it got so infected and so i just took it out but i still have scars from it because it got so infected and i just really tossed that baby Jeez, did you keloid did your skin keloid at all it went away after a while but it was just like it was dark they were dark days that i was having there with that industrial like trying to lay on a pillow was like impossible talk on the phone Uh, oh god it was so bad oh and you love a pillow i know i mean doesn't everyone i know some floor layers out there okay but wait, I never once considered what Lindsay was saying until now, which is what if the lecture course was a study of like an artistic study of your armpits and earlobes, like the courses throughout the year that professor is having people write poetry and sonnets about those body parts of yours. Or painting, painting lobes and pits. Paintings. Painting, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I'd be a, I'd be an armpit or an earlobe model. I would absolutely do that. Oh, absolutely. That sounds pretty fun, if I'm honest. It's more than modeling. I think you talk about it emotionally. I imagine the professor sits you down and says, all right, let's talk about your relationship with your own lobe and pits. And you write even before the art. Think of all the things that rhyme with lobe and all the things that rhyme with pit or pits. You could write poetry for days. That's true. I just thought of like four bars off the top of my head. I'm ready for us to like collaborate all together on like a Shakespearean sonnet on like the study of earlobes and pits. Then his name would properly be William Shakespeare. (gasps) (laughs) Wait, can we do this? Can we do like a Shakespearean scene together? Is a sonnet a a soliloquy? A soliloquy is one person, right? The sonnet could be multiple. Yeah, soliloquies by yourself. That's when they that's when they reveal information to the audience that no none of the other actors can hear. Oh, yeah, a good soliloquy. Give me, it better be, no, it has to be an iambic pentameter or it doesn't count. How would it go? So iambic pentameter, and I may get, there might be some Shakespearean experts out there that are better than me that know how to do, but iambic pentameter, maybe this is boring, I don't know. Iambic pentameter is like 10 beats in a sentence that go like bum, 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 bum. Do it, do it about your lips and let's, let's just get in. Okay, so let me try it, let me try it. A pit is worth a mill. Yen bucks. <laughs> a pit is worth a million bucks. You got in a fight with a jockey. There once was a man from Erlobia. Fell in a pit and the smell wouldn't quit. 
So now he's living in Shockey. Nice. We did it. Did we decide if it's medical or poetic? I'm very much into this whole artistic thing, if you guys are. Let's do art. Let's do art. So what are the different art forms that this professor would teach? What's the professor's name of this course? A study of armpits and earlobes. His or her, whatever their last name is, is the name of the Netflix special. Like the docu-series is going to be their name. So if it's if it's Flimnoozle, then that's the name of the special. Professor, hmm. Our producer Rob just messaged me, a lobe for all seasons. Well, he was asking what would be the Netflix show if it's art. Oh, I mean, if we were doing the, hold on, sorry, back to Shakespeare. If we were doing the Shakespearean play in the UK, it'd be at, performed at the Loeb Theater. There you go. Pit it or quit it? Pit it or quit it. That's the name of the special, right? I think so. Okay. The real Loeb down. Ooh. Ooh, I like that too. By Professor Seamus Von. Seamus Von Staffingsworthman. Ton. Seamus Von Daffingsworthman. Daffy Zaffy Workmanson, man. So Professor da- Daff is it for short? Yeah. Who wants to pitch it? We're at Netflix. We're sitting at the table. Brandon, you want to pitch it? All right. So, guys, thank you for uh, taking time out of this hot day to have me in here. Appreciate the AC. Um, wanted to say I haven't been here since my last pitch. I understand why. Um, kneecaps and, and uh, wisdom teeth wasn't going to be a thing. But I do have a new show for you that focuses on two separate body parts that don't get enough love. I mean, we have all types of shows about people falling in love, but we have we never really focus on shows where we're just showing love to two body parts that, you know, just need a little bit more attention. Um, I present to you the, you know, the armpit and the earlobe. We all have earlobes in here. I see everyone has an earlobe. You guys have your, okay, you have some interesting earlobes. Uh, and uh, everyone has armpits, you know, something we think about every day, but we also don't think about as much as we need to. And I want to bring to you guys an artistic approach where we have people studying each body part and then also delivering a piece of art, a piece of iambic pentameter in the likes of William Shakespeare describing the earlobes and armpits of different people. You know, everyone has different types of armpits, but everyone has different types of earlobes. So that's going to give us a lot of room for a lot of different poetry and a lot of different episodes. First episode, we're going to focus on people with gauges and hairy armpits. Interesting, interesting. And a lot of our demographic at Netflix is people without piercings on their lobes, actually. We did research. How do you speak to them? We have an entire episode dedicated to individuals without piercings, you know? So if you have a, a, just a bare, a virgin lobe, that's fine with us. We have, we have an, an entire episode uh, focused on that. Our professor, professor that is focused on the show, he likes to basically in, include everybody. So be it gauges, be it few, you know, few piercings on the top, whether you've had keloids, whether you haven't, everyone's earlobe is represented. Now, my associate Lindsay here, she's obsessed with watercolors and finger painting. Will that be represented on the season at all? We're considering making it the season finale because we're going to have an entire class just paint, just just really just just go deep with themselves and paint the earlobes and armpits. And they're going to come up with some great collages of people in their pure form. So similar to like nude body painting, it's the same thing, but just only the earlobes and the armpits are going to be exposed. Racy. I like it. Lindsay, do you ever finger paint with your lobes? I do as a challenge to myself because it's hard to paint when you can't see what you're painting. And I feel like my soul really comes through when my vision is encumbered. And you have such vision. Well, I know. What ear colors when you paint with your lobes, right? What ear colors, people? 
So prices do. I don't know about you guys. I'm feeling like I don't think I need more than like 50 grand to get me committed for a year. But wait, that's a, is that a year where you can't do any other job? No, you could do other stuff in your life, but that's just to make sure you show up for every lecture. So like once a week, you're going to show up at Schmoopsy University and you're going to be the focus of the Harvard lecture. Oh, it's at Harvard. Sorry. So you, you have to go to Harvard. Oh, interesting. So you have to live near Harvard for a year also. It's a big commitment. Or they pay you enough to fly you out there once a week. That's very wasteful. I'm going to bump it. I'm going to lock it at 80 for transportation and for the inconvenience. And I'd work remote while I'm there and I would do the rest. Yeah. I'm with you. I mean, it needs to be somewhere at six figures. If I'm really just like, you know, putting my whole life in the back burner to be studied for my earlobes, my armpits, like, I mean, just like the amount I'm going to lose from just the creative and the comedy and all that, it's going to, you know, it's going to hurt. It's going to, I mean, it's going to give me a lot of material ultimately, but I'm going to need something to obviously replace my income. And then I'm going to need something that makes me feel that it wasn't a, a, a stupid idea. You know, I wasn't just trying to be on TV. I ran a lot of things on Netflix show that you're just trying to be on TV. Oh, shit. I forgot about Netflix. You're right. You're being paid as talent, too. Oh, God. You got to get your talent fees. You know, you have to. And then it's like the upkeep of your armpit and your earlobes. You really have to, like, preserve. You have to go get regular checkups, ear nose and pit doctor so I'm, I'm like thinking like i don't i don't i don't know i don't know who studies the pits like who's making sure that your pits are healthy what if your pits are overworked what if you're feeling stressed like what kind of what kind of things go into that so we're gonna have to get a lawyer involved to make sure that your contract is so that you're not being exploited for one especially if there's parts of your armpit that you don't want to be shown on netflix you have to make sure that's in your in your agreement you're having a having an ear infection one day what does that mean you don't get paid or maybe that infection is part of the poetry. Could be. I'm going to say a quarter mil. If it's a Netflix. If Netflix is back in this, I think a quarter mil, 125 across my lobes, 125 across my pits. I mean, get a little closer to you, by the way. I'm going to come up to 100 because I forgot about the Netflix cash and the exposure. You're going to be pissed when you find out that somebody got that nostril and kneecap deal. I'm going to be pissed or pits. Pits. Pitched. Pitched. Here we pitched off. <laughs> I have a friend who once told me that apparently in fluke situations, there are women who grow a third breast in their armpit. Apparently there are a lot of lymph nodes in the armpit and some women will actually have to have it removed. Like a third breast will grow in their pit. I don't think that that is a third breast. Yeah, Google it. Google it. One of them was in the uh, original uh, Total Recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Here, the axillary breast is also known as a supernumerary or accessory breast tissue and is located in the area of the armpits. Axillary breast removal gets rid of unwanted bulkiness. The third breast. And I see when I Googled it on scarymommy.com, excuse me, but is that a third boob in my armpit is the name of the article. Whoa. You know what's sad is that you can't just grow an extra nipple. I know some people are born with additional nipples that sometimes can grow into a breast that's like below where the at where the two are, like a mammal, like any other mammal. You can just grow extra nipples, breasts. I think this sounds kind of fun, but if I am gonna be doing it for a year and I know that there's a network involved and there's paying a talent fee, and I am the muse of the series. If it was Apple TV, I would ask for more. Netflix, especially these days, maybe not so much. So I'm going to say $300,000. What about it 
makes you so much more hesitant than us? Well, every time you put yourself out there in a certain way, you open yourself up to a lot of criticism. And I'm very sensitive about my lobes and pits. And just knowing that I'm I'm being vulnerable in this way. What if somebody writes a hate poem about my pits and is like, worst pits in the land makes me want to lose a hand or something. You know what I mean? I don't know. Let's be nice. So let's take a look at the pit nut gallery and what they had to say. So Brandon, don't know if you know this, but we run a poll with our audience here and we get to know what they're thinking. So let's look at it. Thanks. (laughs) Oh my God. The high was $10 million. And they said, I would want to work out a bunch beforehand. Yeah, I get that. (laughs) Hank put $20,000 as the lowest and said, quote, I think the world deserves to see these pits and lobes. I really like that, Hank. That's a really good one, Hank. <laughs> About half our audience was over a million. About a quarter was under 100,000. One person put two Milskis and said, being the center of attention is my absolute nightmare. Yeah, that sounds pretty rough. Yeah, that would not be fun for that person. Does not sound like a ball for them. But speaking of ball and speaking of brawl. You want to smash it up? Does smash mean sex? Eh. What's your price to participate in a real life Super Smash Brothers match? It's a four player free for all. Only the winner gets paid. And there's a safety net if you fall off the side. Super Smash Brothers. It's not a sex thing, Lindsay. Just so you know. Wait, wait one second. I need clarity. It's a four-player free-for-all, and only the winner gets paid. So there's a chance I wouldn't even get paid for this one. It has to be how much you would have to have as the cash prize, I would I would say, to play it. For the record, Super Smash Brothers, it's a fighting game, but you don't kill people. You have to just knock them out of the arena. So you're not going to die. You just have to be knocked off the ledge. Wow. You guys don't play Smash, right? I've played. Smash is actually, uh, I'm, I'm like tournament good. Like I, I play Smash damn near every day. Really? No, absolutely. No, Smash Brothers is literally my favorite video game. Who's your player? Which version of Smash do you play? So as we say in the uh, in the in the Smizzle leagues, you know, we we say who's your main. So my main would be King DDD. I'm getting nicer with Sonic. I like Sephiroth. He's from Final Fantasy VII. Mega Man's fun, but Lucario's is just one of my OGs too. Oh, Lucario's great. Lucario's great. So if I was in a real live tournament, well, first of all. I can't, I, I'm not, I'm not fighting any Pokemon. I don't think that's fair. Why isn't it fair to fight a Pokemon? They have powers. They're able to do things that I can. I mean, a lot of the characters in Smash can, but I mean, if we're going toe to toe, it's like, I'm, I'm looking to fight like Captain Falcon, you know, or Ness. I know Ness and Lucas are kids. Are you talking real life? I mean, we're talking real life, right? We're fighting as ourselves? I'm imagining you're just, you know, four people on a platform. Do, 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 do. You could bring a jousting lance. And Lindsay could bring a balloon and I could bring a balloon. He gets a lance and I have a balloon. You get a body, a body balloon, like a big hamster ball. We'll put you in a hamster ball and I get. That's bullshit. I want a sword. And I get a sponge. Okay. So you don't get like, I'm just saying we get items and the whole idea is to get people off the ledge and you can decide how much you want to maim them or you could just leap off the side. But you only get the money if you stay in the game. This is like squid game. It's a Super Smash Brothers Squid Game, except no one dies. The minimum, it's going to be like $4 million, and that's a million for each person that is participating. You know, like just the fact that there's, and if they want to throw in a fifth, because you can go up to eight in Smash. You can go up to eight people, so maybe it's an $8 million grand prize. For boxing matches, you know, 
I mean, people are getting paid 50 million for some, you know, like, so right. you got to really like look at it as this is, it's a, it's a primal sport. You're seeing people fighting one another, you know, it's, it's, it's take it, take it back to the Coliseum days, you know, we're being gladiators at that point. So we're, we are completely exploiting ourselves for other people's pleasure. Now the earlobes and armpit thing. Yeah. That's a little bit of exploitation, but this all the way we're fighting to the smash, you know, we're not to the death, but to the, to get knocked off. And if I'm, if I'm doing that, I need at the minimum four million. That's the lowest I'm taking. And I just want to clarify, this is still not a sex thing. Right. My number would be less if it were. It'd be about $28,000 if it were. <laughs> well, the sex, the sex version is for people who are on a platform and who's going to fall off the ledge. Is it like a strategic orgy where people are trying to shove each other off a ledge during it? <laughs> it's like lemmings, but sexy. Yeah, you got to stay on. I guess you just got to like really perform. You got to stay on. Like a bunch of hot lemmings. Putting myself in the position of fighting people with whatever weapon, I don't know, maybe they're weapons that can hurt you. Maybe they're not weapons that like if it's a sponge and a balloon or whatever, but then you still have your hands like (laughs) you could really. I want to fight you with a sponge and a balloon so badly. (laughs) I don't want to. I don't like fighting. I don't like aggression. I told you I did the kickboxing and I did cry because it was such a beautiful release, but this is not that. This is not a punching bag. This is people that you know, or even if you don't know. And Squid Game was like, so violent and terrifying and i know nobody dies in this but it still has the same kind of energy of like all of that money on the line and you have to fight people for it i don't know i don't like it but it's also it's kind of an all-star showcase because smash brothers is a a showcase of all the all-stars in video games so like just you being there it's like you're the all-star and whatever the collection of people that you're along there with you're you're like seen as like yo you're not just you're the Lindsay you know so it's like it's great for like promotion and exposure unless you get like something stupid happens and you get knocked off from like a sneezing and then suddenly like you're the joke of the Smash Brothers universe. Well, sometimes people self destruct too. They can they kill themselves. So that that's the only way people laugh at you. But if you got honorably like knocked off at like a good. I guess, percentage or just whatever you could take. Like, I think that, like, you'd be respected. They'd be like, you know, Lindsay held her own. She still she still went in there, you know, and, and everyone got to see you. Millions of people got to watch you. Well, Rob brought up earlier that it feels like a Mr. Beast segment, and it feels like just a big chunk of money up there to do something in real life from video games. So, like, let's pretend it happened. Like, there's X amount of dollars on the line. It's you. It's each of us, but not against each other. It's just each of us versus other three people or each other. It doesn't matter. But, like, what are we going to do to win it, right? So, like, I brought up, like, a jousting lance or a sponge or a balloon, but there's other stuff. Like, what what's a real-life item you would use to get people off a ledge? And we're smashed. I'm using the home run bat. That home run gets them off in one swing. The last thing I was going to say was doing it in a way where you feel ethically okay with it. Oh. So, like, for me, it's, like, water balloons filled with Vaseline starts to, like, be a strategy. Because you can throw them at people and get them all greasy and just, just shove them. Well, the thing is, though, the Vaseline trick is what that's what people do when they're about to get in a fight. They put They put Vaseline on their faces so that they don't... So it's like the, the punches just slide right off. So if you put Vaseline on someone, you're actually ruining the chances for yourself to win that match. Or maybe a super, super soaker full of vas- of like oil. So you shoot at their feet. So they trip and they go boo, 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 like a cartoon. Then you push them. That could work. And, you know, as long as you don't go in that spot, you'll be good. I've got my weapon. It's a file folder 
full of printed out images of my opponent's worst memories. Wow. That would be Surge. <laughs> Surge the energy drink? Take me back to the the attention deficit hyperactivity of children of the 90s. You know, it'd be a good, you take a few sips of this and just my, my, uh, my powers, my power level would increase. So, and for people that are listening, I'm literally showing, this is a Surge. This is an actual can of Surge. It is an actual Surge can. Yeah. The nostalgia that I feel when I see that can is kind of crazy. You're going to play a little of that, uh, the Muhammad Ali move of yours is going to keep, they can't get you. So you're going to wear them out, just dodging everywhere. You know, Lindsay's going to be th- pulling out her filings and showing you photos of your worst nightmares. And I'm going to be trying to shoot you with a super soaker full of, I mean, like be splatooning you with oils <laughs> and you're just going to be bouncing about. I changed my mind. It has to be video of the worst moment with sound. That's very loud. So it's iPads. Like you just have them ready with footage playing. Yeah. Or is it like Minority Report, where you're just going to like have classical music playing and you just bring imagery in with your hands? Yeah, I think it's hand imagery. So I think that would be, that'd be that, that's great because it would do two, one of two things. It would either freeze your opponent or make them want to self-destruct. You know, they, they'd be so emotionally Ooh. shamed by it. They'd be like, I can't be here anymore. Yeah. So you're playing on the mind. You're playing a psychological warfare. That's brilliant. I got to work with what I've got. And brute strength is not going to be my strong suit. <laughs> That's why I'm going to drink Surge to get that brute strength that I need. Yeah. <laughs> so you're just going to be cracked out while everyone else is competing, and you'll just be last man standing. See, I part of, part of me is like I want to hypnotize them into thinking they're like eight, and then make them think we're eight. Make them imagine that they're seeing eight year olds jumping off the ledge, and you'd be like, if the other cool kids do it, wouldn't you? And they imagine all these eight year olds being like, oh, if you're going to be cool, you got to jump with us and just really shame them into jumping. So there's a psychological game you're playing too. I see what you're doing. Yeah. Right. You don't have to lift a finger. You have to lift. What's the thing that you swing in front of the, the pendulum? Oh, a pendulum or one of those swirly McGigs. Yeah. You start off the whole battle still as a sex thing so that they pay attention to you. And then you hypnotize them with the little danglies. Yeah. I'm still scared. I like I like my <laughs> weapon. I still am terrified of this of like being on a platform and even though there's a net to catch me, it's less about that. It's more about like fighting to the finish for an amount of money that would change my life and my family's life forever. The stakes are impossibly high, especially in this economy. Do you even care about winning at this point? Like, do you think you could do it? Part of me wants to say a low amount so that we're fighting for a lower amount so we don't actually kill each other. If suddenly $5 million is on the line, it's a whole lot different of like an entry point than if it's 10 grand or whatever, which is still a lot of money, which I would fight for, but I'm not going to like have a such utter devastation at my loss and failure if I lose it. Right. You'd be devastated to lose a life-changing amount. Yeah, exactly. You aren't going to get squid gamed. Yeah, I don't need that kind of stress and pressure. Like just to like turn down the volume on the anxiety I would feel, I want to ask for a lower number so that I don't become like, who's the character in Ace Ventura who's like the laces out? Like that would become me, I'm afraid. Oh, Ray Finkel. (laughs) Yeah, I would become Ray Finkel and I would be just like devastated, like journals full of like the sponge guy outsponged or something you don't like to like be haunted by it for the rest of your life yeah exactly see i'm imagining that that bond that those two women made in squid game i've never had a friendship that deep as those two women had okay i'm offended 
first of all, you and I pretty much are those two women. <laughs> it also depends on who you're going up against. Like if it's three people covered in blood holding katanas, I think it's a lot different. Oh, this is cute. Rob just messaged me and said, you have so many friends. Guys, I was doing a bit. I love you. I feel very supported. <laughs> Brandon, I don't know you that well, but I love you too. I want to put the love out there. Aw. I appreciate it. Now battle to the death. I yeah. would say I'd still go $5 million. And if I feel like I'm in trouble and it's three people that seem like they're from an anime holding swords, I know I'm fucked. I'll jump off the ledge. But, you know, if it's like three toddlers, I'll go pick them up and just drop them gently off the side. You're about to throw babies? No, I would, I would, I would empathetically and calmly. Lindsay, you always accuse me of hurling toddlers and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of you talking to me this way in front of our guests. Okay, in fairness, you did say you dropped them off the side, but still kind of throwing babies. I would gently walk up to the little toddler. They would look at me in the eyes and see an adult and trust in me. I'd bend over and pick them up, give them a little kiss on the forehead, and I'd say, oopsie daisy, and I'd drop them off the ledge. But watch, it's like a Benjamin Button baby, and they tase you. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's like, I'm not dropping them their death. There's a net down there. Their parents signed a waiver. It's okay. They still want that money. Babies know that money doesn't grow on trees, okay? That baby's going to, like, remember that for the whole life and come back and avenge, avenge, avenge what you did to the baby. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm such a monster. I'm saying this to a guy who's going to be letting everyone else hurt each other while he's cracked out of his mind on energy drinks. And the woman who's finding, I'm sorry, offensive ghosts of people's pasts to haunt them into <laughs> self-suiciding. Sorry, guys. I'm the monster. I believe in <laughs> dropping babies off of ledges. I've said it. We have morals out here. All right, so let's 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 hit a number and move on. What are you guys thinking? Like, I like the five million. Okay, so you're trying to have a life changing battle to the death. No, I'm just willing to jump off the ledge myself if I don't feel like I can win. So that was the whole baby thing. Like, either I know it's a sure thing and I do it, or I'm going to jump off right at the beginning of the fight. I'm not brave. Ten thousand dollars. I'm not trying to like Ray Finkel myself. I said four million. You know, it's pay per view, man. People are going to have to. Pay for the view for this, you know, for this event, this worldwide event. It's going to probably take place in Vegas at like the MGM or something. Oh, for sure. There's no way I'm getting less than $4 million. <sighs> Learned a lot about ourselves with that one. Let's uh, let's see what <laughs> our listeners had to say. The high here was $5 million. This person said, quote, I'll likely jump into the net before I get too seriously hurt and not make any money, though. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Slip on the Vaseline, right? I love the Vaseline Super Soaker. I might get it anyway. The low is $0 by Andy, who said, I'd pay for the experience. Wow. I'm not going to lie. I'm that much of a Smash Brothers fan that I could go. I, I, I might just volunteer. It does sound fun. If I don't get hurt. If it's like if it's like a net I fall in, I kind of have some bounce back. I'm not like severely hurt after that. I'd be like, all right, let me just, you know, this is fun. If this can get to Mr. Beast, I want to see people do that. Like, you know, with like foam bats and like nets and like everything safe. Like it's bouncy castle platforms. 76% of our listeners were under a million dollars. Susie here, Susie with a Z, just want you guys to know, put $2 million and said, quote, I am neither a violent or an athletic person. I would need some serious motivation to access those feelings. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Susie, we've learned your value. I think it'd be a jam. Speaking of jam, <laughs> you want to jelly up some peanut butter into this sandwich and spread it on a Susie? Oh, my God. I'm going to have to really deconstruct what just happened. What is your price to always have your seatbelt jam three times before it will work whenever you get into a car? So you're just click, nope, click, nope, click, nope. And then fourth time is a charm every time. 
think so. It sounds not that bad, but maybe over the course of a lifetime, like if you're like, if you have a friend who's had an emergency and you have to go drive them somewhere. It just becomes like something almost like jiggling the doorknob of like the old shed that you already know has a special like shake to it or door, door handle or whatever. You know, it's like you, you, you're not exactly I wouldn't say I'd be completely pissed about it because it's like something I'm, I've grown accustomed to. I just know this is the way my seatbelt works. That's a special thing you got to do. And that three isn't too bad. I can, I, I mean, I, you, you get, you get fast at it. I'm not going to keep repeating the action because it looks crazy, but you, you pull it out, you pull it three times and then you secure it. I'm, I'm not, I'm not too mad at three. Now, anything over like 10, I think that's where it's like, all right. Oh man. I'm not wearing my seatbelt. Cause I feel like it jams three times. A lot of times you, you, when you step into a car, you've never been in before because you know, everyone knows their, everyone kind of knows their seatbelt. The flow of the, the seatbelt, how it, how, it, how it goes, how it's put together within the car. God, if that happened, 10 of them, Brandon, I'd start calling you Bob Marley because you'd be jamming. Jamming. <laughs> oh, my God. I was looking up what are the rules about seatbelts just to think, like, what if I could get into the car without putting on a seatbelt because I'm freaking dangerous. And it's enforced almost everywhere. But did you know that in the States, seatbelts weren't enforced until 1984? In New York, that was the very first state to enact and enforce seatbelt laws. You know that when states started pushing that as a rule, people felt like that was impinging on their rights and protested seatbelts. There was some pushback, I'm sure. And you know what, Lindsay? I want to respect your right to drive without a seatbelt. I don't really want to drive without a seatbelt. I was just trying to figure out a workaround. I love my seatbelt. It makes me feel like I'm just like driving inside of a hug. Here's the thing, Lindsay, if you're not going to have a seatbelt jam issue and you have to get around a different way and get financially reimbursed for it, I was doing an impression of you. Is that how I say it? Yeah, you would have been like, and be a <clears throat> reimbursed. <laughs> I learned how to enunciate from Broadway legend Patti LuPone, so that explains that. <laughs> Great. But like, how are we getting around, guys? Like, are you getting a little scoot scoot and putt putt? You do a polywog like what the kids do these days. You can do a little hopscotchy Sally, or are you going to just deal with it? I just am having a hard time deciphering that one. You can be a tug, tug, Tommy. Tug, tug, Tommy. That's inappropriate. You can get in the car, tug on the seatbelt, uh, tug, tug, Tommy, and then you could drive like three tugs on the seatbelt jam. Well, I guess it'd be technically a tug, 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 Tommy, if it's three times, you know? Yeah, correct. That's really right. It doesn't bother me. I'm telling you, if it's tug, 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 Tommy, then we're having a problem. Listen, all I want to know is, are you going to scoot? you going to twirl? you going to do a hopscotch Sally? Or are you going to be a tug, tug, Tommy? It'd be a tug, 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 Tommy. Sorry. Tug, 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 Tommy. Well, I imagine the third one is Tommy. Like it's tug, tug, Tommy. I get to go drive to mommy. I'm going to live with the seatbelt probably because I love my seatbelt. Also, like every car has a mechanism that like yells at you if you don't have your seatbelt on. And I agree with the choice. I'm going to say whatever. I'll just one, two, three, boom. Every time I get in, whatever. It's not that big of a deal to me. The only reason it would be a big deal is if like I'm running from someone, someone is chasing me or I'm chasing someone and they're getting away too fast. And I do not have time to tug, 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 Tommy. I got to get right in there and go. Then I would just like start going. And then when the car starts yelling at me, well, I'm like, going, I'm just going tug, tug. And tug. 
You don't need to do the hand gesture, and it definitely doesn't need to be done that way. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was just doing a seatbelt gesture. So you're saying you, you get in the car, you go driving, and you just start to tuck as you're driving until you <laughs> finally Tommy. That's what I'm saying. Brandon, you uh, you t- you, you tugging? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just go ahead with the, with the tug, 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 Tommy. Like, I just, I just know that, like, it's not going to make me mad. I might even make it fun for myself. It kind of goes in with like starting the music in your car. Maybe there's a song that has the beat that, that you're kind of going it to the beat. And then it's like, yeah, you're, you're getting, you're getting started. You're getting focused. It makes you it energize you while you're in your car. You're not so groggy anymore. Yeah. Cause everyone, you know, what they tell you to do, you're supposed to look at your, your, your three mirrors. You're supposed to adjust them anyways. It's the new, it's the new mirror adjustment. What are you going to tug to? Like what kind of beat? Man, there's so much wrong with that sentence, but that's that's hilarious. No, no, you get in the car, you throw on some Bee Gees, a little staying alive. What beat are you going to tug to? Yeah. You grab the seatbelt firmly and you do a tug, tug, Tommy. What what jam are you putting on to tug? This 50 Cent song is is coming to my head and it's, uh, oh. <laughs> we don't play that. We don't play that. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's great to Tommy. Lindsay. I don't want to alienate you. What kind of song would you want to <clears throat> tug your seatbelt to? I just don't think I can uh, appease this line of questioning. Are you not going to listen to music? Are you just going to start driving and just... Okay, when I first get in the car and I'm putting on my seatbelt, my music isn't... It's not happening yet. That's part of like the later... That's a down-the-line decision. Got it. For me personally. You and Bagel could synchronize it. Like your dog could just bark at the tempo and whatever tempo your dog barks at, little seatbelt tug. Yeah, it could. I don't know. I kind of like the silence of it all of like, I'll do it on my own time. This is my journey. I like that. It's very zen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd take 50 grand for that one. I know I said that earlier also, but to me, it's a lifetime, but I just want some cash from it uh, for the inconvenience of knowing that I'm going to wear out my seatbelts pretty fast. I'm going to need to replace them. I'll just have a little cash aside for that, plus some toy. Yeah, I didn't think about that. So it's about, it's really about the seatbelt replacement. Depends how much gusto you tug with. 50 to 100. That's going to be my range. 50 to 100K. Or it's like something like where I just based on the car, I get a huge discount on the vehicle that I'm purchasing because it has a factory defect. Ooh, you could do that when you're car shopping is every car you get into show that it's happening. Yeah. And be like, you got to give me a discount. Yeah. And it becomes, yeah, the, the oh, yeah, yeah. We gave him the tug, 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 Tommy discount. <laughs> I love your hustle. We love a tug hustle. To me, I think this is potentially dangerous because like I mentioned before, what if I am chasing a bad person or getting chased by a bad person and I get into my car and there's extra steps before getting out of there or going after the person. So I really need to be compensated. And I also feel like I need to have a really fast car i'm talking zero to 60 yeah, like 60 getaway. you need a getaway yeah the car has to be fast if i'm gonna have extra steps when getting the whole thing going for my big fast car ideally electric but that might not drive if you're not buckled because they have all their smart stuff in them tesla's drive if you're not buckled i know this because i recently didn't buckle before i drove one very briefly i want you to know that i stand corrected and i love the way you say buckle buckle hmm. you like that yeah I am going to say, because I'm going to have to need a new car and probably a new apartment where I can charge my car because I can't charge it at my apartment right now. Here we go. You're going to need a house. (laughs) My car. So if a Tesla is like, what, $100,000 and 
uh, new apartment, I would just need a few extra grand a month forever for this. I need uh, $400,000. Jeez. Wow. Good point, by the way. Rob just messaged is medical bills if you get in an accident for not being buckled. So I'm going to take my 50 and I'm going to bump that right up to 80. Yep. Just add a little more spice on that. I'm not going to be sitting here in a, in a medical accident catastrophe because of my seatbelt. So I'm going to take it to 100 then. Okay. Smart. Smart. Let's see what the listeners had to say. At the high, we're seeing $4 million. This person said, <laughs> I'll pay someone to do the first three jams for me every time. A full-time six-figure position. That is amazing. <laughs> it's amazing because it's also the word jam would have been far more appropriate than tug. I mean, technically, it's more of a jamming than a tugging, but whatever. It's a tugging because it's jamming, if you want to get real technical. The low is $0. This person said, quote, this would probably just become a habit. It would bother me for a month. Then it'll be fine. A really good point. A really, really good point. 28% of our audience put under 10 grand. About a quarter put over a million. And Diana coming in with a cool 15K and said, quote, I may stop wearing a seatbelt. Boom. Dangerous Diana. Ooh. I like it. So, Brandon, one thing we like to do at the very end, after these three, is we like to average up what all of our listeners wanted to be paid to do each task, add them up, and see just the total across the board for them to do the tasks on average, and then compare those against the three of us. So, the total for our polled listeners to do all three tasks today was $3.2 million. That's not bad. That's not bad. It's kind of low, honestly. We have a lowly Liam Award, which is the one of us who was underneath the pulled listener average. And that person at $710,000 is me. It's me. It's Lindsay. Hey, you're a lowly Liam. I'm a lonely, lowly Liam because there are two Highly Kylie's. Highly Kylie Award goes to the players who their total number was higher than the pulled listener average at $5.18 million, Aaron. I'll take it. And then at $4.35 million was Brandon. Congrats. Brandon, you're the the meat in the middle of our sandwich here. You're you're not too high. You're not too low. I like that. I like the price. Just right. right. The Goldilocks, if you will. Ooh. There we go. I like that. The sweet salmon in the middle of that patty. Nice. Yeah. Speaking of sweet salmon. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Speaking of sweet salmon, Brandon, if you were salmon and you're just swimming upstream and someone's swimming beside you and they're like, hey, what you got going on that you want to promote? What would you say to the other salmon? I would talk about my Alaskan world tour. No, I wish I had an Alaskan world tour. That would, that would fit in so perfectly. <laughs> salmon Being Joe. Salmon. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. New show, check out on Caffeine called The Fix uh, weekdays. Uh, that will be uh, dropping that very soon. So it's kind of a pop culture podcast, wide variety type of situation that, um, Myself and my co-host Lulu Gonzalez, we put together during the pandemic and we'll be filming it live at the Fox Studios. So that'll be something that you guys can all check out if you get the caffeine app. I will be hosting Laugh Factory on the 13th of October. So if anyone's in LA, please pull up to Laugh Factory. Come enjoy some laughs. Awesome. That's awesome. At Laugh Factory, it's not just jokes, right? You guys actually assemble and build laughs. You're crafting the laughs. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, I guess essentially, yeah, it's a factory. Yeah, so, you know, we're, we're a factory job. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll cut a deal later for Lindsay and I to work on your PR. Uh, I'm sure you're in love with our strategy here. <laughs> <laughs> for anyone else just out there in the world looking to follow you, see what you're up to, where they catch you. All platforms, Brody the Joker, B-R-O-A-D-Y, the Joker. That's on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all, all the above, all the good stuff, Twitch even. So if you're a gamer, I'm a gamer. If you want to see me play some Smash, you want to come play some Smash. Make sure you follow because I invite people to come challenge me all the time. That's so fun. I might come throw down with you and get my ass handed to me. There you go. There you go. Awesome. Speaking of asses being handed, thanks for coming on. Thank you. I was glad to hand my ass over to everyone. (laughs) You did a great job with that. And it was really, really fun to have you. Yeah, it was awesome. Thank you guys so much. On a summer's eve, we stand here looking at the precipice of who we once were and we say, Brandon Brody really gave us perspective, dideth it not Lintington? Oh, he put the pit in my arm and the lobe on mine, yeah. When I saw your lobe doth jiggle, it made me want to do the jiggle wiggle. It had the step forward with the front toe, a twist on the back heel, and then to finish it, a swivel of the pooper. A swivel of the pooper. With a (laughs) tiny jiggle of the navel. I hate this so much. But you know what I don't hate? How much fun we have making this show. And you know who we make it for? All y'all out there. So if you want to play along, come join in the fun. Run as fast as you can, metaphorically, to your nearest browser and let us know your worth. We're always putting up new polls over at humanvaluespodcast.com. While you're there, help Rob be just so lazy. Send him your own ideas for what's your price questions. Again, over at humanvaluespodcast.com. Lindsay, take that balloon and fly away. Oh, I'm flying, but oops, it popped, and I'm falling into this moment. If you enjoyed today's episode, or if you just like the show, please, for the love of the goddess, spread the word. We appreciate it so much. If you mentioned Human Values Pod on Instagram or TikTok, or leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app, and leave us a rating while you're there because you're a really nice person, maybe we'll choose you for a shout-out. Shout-out, shout-out, let it all out. Let it these are the credits that we talk about. Come on. Come on. Thanks for listening. We're your hosts, Lindsay Hicks. And Aaron Ruben Corny. A special thanks to our guest this week, Brandon Brody. Our lead producer is Rob Goldman. Our producers are Ashanti Brooke and Aaron Ruben Corny. Our editor is Andrew Sims. Our engineer is Jason Perdizzo. And our music is by Omer Bensby. All information, research, and advice shared on today's episode was expressed for entertainment purposes only. Statements provided by the Human Values hosts, production team, and guests should not be taken as professional advice or fact. Human Values is a human content production. Human Values.